0: I'd rather have 500 people that love my services, can get value from me, and I have great conversations with, than a million. This is Going Boldly,
1: the podcast.
0: Here's your host, Russ the Big Guy.
2: Hey, it's Russ the Big Guy. We are back in the studio today. is here. Howdy. And uh, wow, you know, uh, I'm making friends all over the country. I was uh, happy to come across Ben Albert. He is headquartered up in my old stomping grounds, Rochester, New York. So welcome to the podcast, Ben. Russ, what's up? So listen, Ben has Belbert Marketing, LLC, Rochester Groovecast, Rochester Business Connections, which is another podcast. And I think you'll enjoy his calm, smooth, easy presence. I don't know. Maybe you should be doing one of those overnight shows, Ben.
0: Hey, I'd love to.
2: Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. And he has a beard, so he's a, it's a win all the way across the board. Yes, sir. One of the things that really struck me about Ben, as I mentioned, he has this sort of a calm, smooth, easy presence. He's he comes across, you know, as being pretty uh pretty mellow kind of guy. Um, I've listened to his podcast, and he had some really uh. Really good guests and really interesting questions and stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping to get some information from them here about the marketing end too. Ben, I'd like to find out from you a little bit about the pandemic. You had mentioned that you took advantage of the pandemic and you were able to find new hobbies. You got some new training. You've been connecting with like-minded professionals, which I'm grateful for. Maybe you're an overachiever.
0: Not so much in the past. I wouldn't call myself an overachiever by any means. Um, and, And thanks again, Russ, for having me on the show. I do really appreciate it. Yeah. Long story short, I had to kind of rewire my brain and change my lifestyle a little bit. I'm I'm a huge music fan. Um, And I would be at shows literally three, five, six, seven times a week. Um, You know, I'm known for being that guy that the, the distance from Photo City Music Hall in Rochester to Temple Bar and Grill is probably about one and a half to two miles maximum. Did you run it? and? I wouldn't run it because there'd be at least five venues on the way. So I would try oh, to go dear. to two, three shows, two, three shows on any given weekend. Yeah. And music festivals is just a, a love of mine going and being outdoors and camping and being with friends and getting a vacation from reality, you could call it. And yeah. spending time at a music festival. All of this got closed down. COVID hit and... I was staying 600, 600 feet away from music for quite some time because there was no live music. And I, I feel blessed that I treated it as an opportunity. I started hiking, which is something I really never really did much of. And I started focusing more on business and personal development and really building a brand of my own music, although I love the hell out of it was absorbing probably 90% of my free time. So it was was a big cultural shift for me, uh, the pandemic.
2: Yeah, well, you know, people that are are wired for success take those um, failures, uh, mistakes, hurdles, roadblocks, the things that, uh, you know, the universe throws at us. And then rather than sitting around moping, we get to work. Right. Or use our creativity or our resourcefulness and just come up with something, something new and exciting and come out of it bigger and bolder than we went in. Sounds like you've done that.
0: Yeah. Bigger and bolder. I love it.
2: Yeah. It's interesting, you know, that you mentioned with the music because uh, I don't know if you know this. I used to work for a concert promoter when I was up there in the early 80s and we did some major concerts up there. Grateful Dead. And uh, I think everybody knows who the Grateful Dead is, regardless of how old you are or, or what genre you're into but also
0: that's that that's that band that john mayer started right i think
2: so (laughs) (laughs) we just saw him on the grammys the other night i think didn't we brenny here so yeah there were some major concerts you know um police uh not everybody knows the police if you're younger right now but a lot of people do know who sting is the bass player sting uh and so there were some big concerts journey when uh original vocalist Steve Perry was singing, and uh, Brian Adams, who's like an old, almost retired guy, now had just started, touring, opening for Journey, Uh, and one of my favorite bands at the time, Flock of Seagulls, and I've I've seen some bands kind of like uh, playing that kind of music lately, the 80s music is back, even some of the 70s stuff is coming back again.
0: Yeah, what were you into, Ben? A little bit of everything, Um, local music scene. Rochester has a the whole western New York upstate New York region has very affluent reggae scene, oh. a surprisingly good bluegrass scene, um, listening to a lot of you know jam bands, progressive rock, anything that's fun live I like to to go to a show and really uh, experience the show. So little bit of everything, um, yeah. but it was it was all about that live experience. So Still is. Yeah, Yeah, you
2: know, uh, some of the uh some of our local bands in our area are starting to play out mm-hmm. again. Brenna's uh touring kind of crashed. Uh, I don't know I don't know if I mentioned it. Brenna's a musician. She has the recording studio next door. And uh you know, she was out doing quite a bit. Yeah. What, I love it. Brenna, what is your experience with the pandemic as far as uh, you know, live music?
1: Um well, I had a full calendar and in two days everything was cancelled yeah <laughs> but i you know i wanted to be safe so there's only so much you can do and you don't really have a choice
2: yeah you miss it though right
1: yeah yeah
2: have you been doing we a lot of rehearsing with your bands no. or nope what well, well, what have you been doing musically
1: doing all the music behind the scenes of making
0: the music
2: oh production writing ben are you writing anything
0: not really i i'm a behind the scenes guy um all right. i feel like i I'm an advocate. I'm a promoter at heart, yeah. and when it comes to writing music, performing, I, I stink. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not being humble. I'm. I'm yeah. actually not very good, uh, but I'm surrounded by incredible musicians, so I get to be their best cheerleader and help them out.
2: Yeah. What about with the Rochester Groove Cast? What kind of uh, artists do you have on there?
0: So I have had a little bit of everything. It, it is primarily Rochester musicians. Everything from like R&B Seoul to bluegrass to, you know, back when festivals were about, out and about. Um, Nikki Glaspie, she is in the nth power. She actually used to be Beyonce's drummer. So I had her on the show. And I just had Matt Green on the show. He's the promoter and co-owner of Flower City Station in Rochester, which is a venue that's near and dear to my heart. So a little bit of everything. Since you have marketing company...
2: Um, who is one of the local bands that might stand out to you that's doing a great job marketing themselves and, uh, does anything come to mind and like, what are they doing differently than the other bands?
0: You know, that, that's a great question. And probably a few months ago I would have been stumped, but something immediately came to mind. Yeah. Um, shout out to the band, the pickle mafia. That's Um, a great name. (laughs) It It is a great name. And every Charlie, uh, Ben and Marco, they're all incredible musicians. They're in separate bands as well. But long story short, um, Charlie is basically the mastermind that created the Pickle Mafia. And he likes to make pickles, homemade pickles. And that's kind of where the name came from. However, many, you know, two, right. two or so years ago. And it wasn't until the pandemic that they stopped being able to play live. That he like 10x his pickle business where basically they're they're recording they're recording in the studio, great videography, live streams, the whole shabam. But they're spending a lot of their time making pickles, you know, hundreds of jars being sold out in the Rochester area each day. Um, And, you know, fans are taking pictures of the with the pickles. They're getting the ghost pepper pickles and like taking a video, trying it and all these things to where I, I swear to God, you'd have to ask them. I think they're making a lot more money selling pickles than they were making playing music, which is it's creating basically a movement behind the band that they're always front of mind you know we we taste them when we 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 taste them we taste the pickles while we listen to the music and once things are up and running i mean they've they've taken this pandemic and really built their brand like crazy. So they're going to leave it a lot more popular than they walked in.
2: Wow. That is really uh, interesting. (laughs) And pickles, pickles is kind of mafia. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a weird thing, but it's working apparently. What are some of the things that they do? Do you know anything specifically? So this is great for people that are listening and they're, you know, our listeners are all over the country and they're um, small business owners, they're aspiring entrepreneurs. And so I like to make try to give them something solid to hang on to. And um, I know that one of the things that you had said was that you like your interviews to have actionable steps so that people can actually do something. And that's what you like too, right? We try to entertain people so that they... So they hang around and pick up some good stuff that can help them so does anything come to mind that maybe this band or maybe another one you know that uh that you know is is working something specific
0: i guess the easiest way to put it is have conversations Mm. um the more conversations you have the more opportunities you have to collaborate make sales grow your brand have as many conversations as possible i'm a huge fan of linkedin networking because you know I think LinkedIn is the new Facebook the the Facebook generation they've all moved up to the business world and LinkedIn is very similar in functionality to Facebook so I like to have my conversations there um you know cuz I'm a marketing business and I'm dealing with small business owners locally what the pickle mafia is doing is they're creating a very unique relationship with their fans so the first question I'd ask is, you know, who is my target market? Who is my audience? Who is the person that's going to support me, even if it's just a like, share, or talking about you? Um, and what can I do to better connect to them? Uh, pickle Mafia is just a great example because they have that fun niche of the pickle. Yeah, you know, every, everybody loves pickles, um, and everybody loves music. So you combine the two; it's a great way to connect with your music fans with pickles. And, you know, uh, like I mentioned, building the social media, having people share the fact that they're ultimately eating your pickles and things like that. I guess my actionable, you know, and this is very broad strokes, but have as many conversations as possible. And don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, if you sell someone a jar of pickles, say, listen, it would mean the world to me if you could just take a quick selfie and tag the Pickle Mafia. It goes such a long way. And so many people are happy to do it. Like everyone I've met in the business world, they're awesome business people. They have a great product. But like me, you know, originally at least, they're, they're kind of shy to talk about themselves. Yeah, They'd rather uplift their clients or uplift the people around them. However, you need to ask for help and and you're having these conversations, ask people to support you, ask them for recommendations, ask them for shares, ask them for referrals. I I have a brand new marketing business. I think I'm near 30 reviews on Google. And the only reason I have 30 reviews is because I asked more than 30 people. I don't let a client go by without poking them hard and asking for that five-star review. So um, talk to as many people as possible. And once you've given that value, don't be afraid to ask for you know reciprocation. Ask for help for you provided a service. Let's, let's ask for help and they'll provide a service even as, if it's as simple as a direct message. Send someone the podcast, share it, review anything small. It all, it all adds up to big.
2: Wow, that's great! Yeah, so conversations—ask uh, for help. I think those are the two main takeaways, right? The conversations. Now, you'd get, you get—you have your conversations via LinkedIn. What are some other ways people can have that conversation? And and also maybe how to how to start that conversation, or how do you break the ice? I guess would be a would be a way to say it. And a lot of, especially if, you know, if you're talking about creative people, very often they are shy, even performers um, in social situations or in promote promotional situations, unless, unless they're kind of a natural promoter, there's usually, there's usually one in a group, but the majority of people, performers, I found uh, entertainers, performers, artists in general are kind of shy. They let their art do their speaking for them. They may not be
0: so good in other uh, communicating other ways. So, Yeah, without a doubt. It's gonna I'm gonna think this out loud because generally I'm on LinkedIn I'm I'm typing my messages, obviously. So it's a different form of learning, it's a different way to say it. My basic script, and I'll be quite honest, I got a lot of this understanding years and years ago, trying to learn about dating and trying to get out of my anxious self and get out of anxiety and actually walk up to somebody and say hello and not knowing what to say and not knowing, you know, not wanting to be rejected. I learned a lot of this stuff back then. And it blows my mind how it works. Great if you're single. It works even better if you're happy. You're not needy. It's a business context. All of the tangible steps are exactly the same. Wow. And it really, it really all starts with this Russ. And, and it can be in person at a networking event, or it can be on a LinkedIn message, a Facebook message, an Instagram DM, anything like that. You really just say, "Hey Russ, my name is Ben." I wanted to say hello because I don't think I've met you yet. It's really that simple. I wanted to say hello because I don't think I've met you yet. The key word there is yet. Yeah. I know a lot of people. I know I'm valuable. I like networking and connecting to people. I don't think I've met you yet. But you should know me and I should know you. That's what's implied there. And it's you're not trying too hard to do too much. What I like to add on to that, especially um, if you're a business person, it's a networking conversation, you want to provide value. So I make an observation, I compliment, and then I provide a solid call to action. So, hey, Russ, you know, I I just, my name is Ben. I wanted to say hello because I don't think I've met you yet. I went on your website and I noticed A, B, and C. You're really crushing it. I'm so impressed that you had this, you know, huge public speaking. You spoke at the church that I used to go to anything like that. Um, And then a compliment, like, I'm really impressed with what you do. Call to action. I actually have a podcast and we highlight public speakers in the region. I think you're a perfect fit for the show. Can we chat for a few minutes? So I said a lot there, but what a lot of people do, Russ, is they say, yeah, hey, this is what I want from you, or hey, this is my service. Hey, this is how you can help me. When I like to go in and say, hey, you know, we're on equal levels. I haven't met you yet. I'm happy to meet you. These are all the things that I think are awesome about you. You want to be complimentary. You want to give them value. And then you want something, if you're going to have an ask, it's got to be a value profit proposition that's beneficial to them. It's not, Hey, this is how you can help me. It's, Hey, this is how I can help you. I want you to come on my show because I want to highlight you because I think your message is incredible and I really want my audience to hear it. So there's a lot there, but you can fill in the blanks as long as you just introduce yourself with confidence and, um, you basically say, hey, this is an observation I made. This isn't just the same message I've sent to everybody on earth. This is an observation about you. This is a compliment about you. And this is how we can provide mutual value. Wow, that was good, Ben. <laughs> that was very I'd good. Say, I'll be the first to admit it. If someone's listening, yeah, I might have sent them that message because it's. I don't send anybody just a canned message but that is the platform I'm always looking at when I'm reaching out to someone new.
2: Yeah. I think that's how we met.
0: I think so too. Cause I was trying to connect my, I was trying to raise my, my networking group of podcast advocates because honestly, podcasters are like my favorite people. So I reached out to you.
2: Okay. Yeah. I I couldn't remember for sure, but after you said all this, I'm imagining that's probably what happened. Uh, (laughs) I, 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 I get, as you can imagine, I get inundated, especially since I started letting people know that I'm doing coaching. I'm getting inundated by marketers who have the next best plan to keep my pipeline full of prospects for, you know, coaching clients. And very often I get that DM or that direct message, that private message. It's basically like, hey, Russ, I wanted to connect. And then the commercial right after that. And... (laughs) I'm like, Oh God. Now a couple of those I found interesting for some reason or another. And, uh, but if they've been on my profile, at least I'll go back and say, Hey, thanks for connecting. Thanks for looking at my profile. I I do appreciate it. I'm a professional. I have professional services. They might be my customer. They, I might be their customer. We might just be, be friends and associates and never do any business with each other, but just knowing each other is good. And you know, you can always, uh, make a referral or whatever, which I do a lot. So that's how we met, I guess. Yeah. So, and I'm glad we have a lot in common. So since I used to live up in that area, I had a house up there, a business up there. That was my stomping grounds, as I said, worked for the concert promoter. That was probably the highlight of living up there. I mm. love that. I had a great time. Somebody I'd always wanted to see was Sammy Hagar. Uh, yeah, Van Halen. He's an older guy. Yeah. He had a solo career before that. It was one of my favorite mm-hmm. albums was his Red album. So, um, I got to see a lot of, uh, artist that I like just like you did. Love it. <laughs> Brennan's telling me to move along. <laughs> I get a little I wordy. Can. I get a little wordy, but that's I can edit after. So uh, there's
0: something that's there's something that came to mind here too yeah. because I, I appreciate meeting you, Russ, and ultimately our opportunity to chat to network. Um and it goes back to what I said before. Have more conversations. You know, a lot of people are like you they're nice guys, and they'll give you the benefit of the doubt until you screw up. Yeah, um, that's it, the right there. Thing, you said it right the there. The thing, exactly, exactly. Well, not, not even screw do,
2: up, Ben. I'm sorry, I'm talking over you, but not even screw up, but it's just <laughs> screw me until they <laughs> right. screw me. Um, right. So mistakes give, are different. You know, mistakes you, are you okay. Give
0: people too much benefit of the doubt. You wait till <laughs> they burn you.
2: Well, sometimes. If I see them burning other people, then they're out. But if they burn me, that's, then they're done.
0: And, and my whole point here is the, the worst thing that could happen by starting a conversation is it leads nowhere. That's the worst thing that can happen. Mm. But the opportunities that come from having more of them um, and then turning those conversations into mutually beneficial relationships, Yeah, that's where the gold, That's where the gold's at.
2: Right. Okay, good. This is a good segue into what I wanted to talk to you about next. Followers on the Insta. What does that translate into? Does that translate into real conversations with people or driving them to other platforms or, you know, what happens there?
0: I think that translates into a bad joke. Oh, and what I, what, <laughs> I what, thought maybe you got a million on Instagram. I posted a photo that said we did it or something like that and yeah. it was a doctored photograph. I have like 900 followers on Instagram. It was a fun little troll because my assumption is people would understand that I'm a average-sized fish in a very large pond. I'm yeah. I'm no Michael Jordan, I'm I'm no Gary V. Gotcha. Um yeah, but I apologize. I posted that I had hit a million as a joke and you know it gives me a lot of confidence because people didn't realize that I was joking.
2: I didn't know they, actually, well, I, I didn't they know. believed me. I, I'm not on Instagram very much, so
1: I, <laughs> I
0: don't
2: I don't hang out there. Uh, I you know it's just it's not my thing. I, I, uh, I post there. Uh, so I didn't really know. I thought, well, it, I thought there was something happening that I didn't know about. So that's what I wanted to find out.
0: So I want to apologize to anyone that I deceived. Um, I'm clearly a politician or something where I fabricate everything that comes out. <laughs> but um, alternate truths. Yeah, it was it was a joke that maybe it would become a reality. They they I think it was um, Jim Carrey wrote himself a check for like a million dollars or something yeah. really really yeah. high. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, And then he ended up cashing that check out later on. He went from broke to a millionaire and he wrote himself a check when he was broke. Yeah. Maybe this is just my uh my check to myself. You're just
1: manifesting the follower count. That's all.
2: Yeah.
0: Exactly. (laughs)
2: He's manifesting it. Well, maybe this'll help. We'll get it out in the universe. All right. Listen, all you Instagram fans. What are what are you on Instagram, Ben?
0: Uh real Ben Albert.
2: Real Ben Albert. Let's make it happen, uh, folks.
0: I'm going to have to get rid of the word real though, after that's done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Almost real Ben Albert, <laughs> real Ben Albert. All right. So, all right. So you have 900 followers on Instagram, soon to be more. <laughs> um, how do you translate Instagram to something valuable in some way, either for your, per- like other than just ego, like how do you take Instagram and turn it into something? Uh, and since we're talking about business people, let's just let's go there first.
0: Yeah. I mean, my main piece of advice would be to figure out what social media platforms working the best for you and then triple down on that platform. Don't try to be an expert on everything. Um, my bread and butter is networking on LinkedIn. Um, but to to address Instagram, I don't think people really follow brands or businesses per se you know your roofer down the road they they do your roof whenever you need it they they come help with your gutters or any leakage but you're not liking every one of their posts you're not really following on on instagram people people like to follow people not businesses so yeah you know even if you're a business the more you can bring your staff into it the more you can bring in cat photos and just you know friendly things like that. But more than anything, I think any business person that wants to utilize Instagram needs to be utilizing it with a personal profile that basically is them. It's a place where people can get to know you. You are the brand. You're the person they're going to follow. And it's really just creating that conversation where um, there's people with, you know, millions of followers on Instagram For one reason or another, and they might not be monetizing it at all. If you had 5 million followers, it would be very easy to, for example, promote a product and just um, monetize your Instagram with an affiliate code. But even if you only have 500, 1000, 3000, doesn't matter followers on Instagram. It's all about creating, you know, an army of people that support you, where I'd rather have 500 people that love my services, can get value from me, and I have great conversations with, than a million people that only like me because I'm a model or something ridiculous or a celebrity. So even if your viewership's very small, if you can build a relationship with your audience, um... The goal isn't, I don't think, to monetize the Instagram. It's more to build trust, create rapport, and have have conversations with your audience where um, if you do have a product or service, you can have a one-on-one conversation about that. But I don't recommend trying to pitch your product and service over Instagram because it just isn't a good look, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. The ones that I see on Instagram, if they're actually them, like if it's real, though. I feel like they've worked really hard to make the photos perfect. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of them, it just seems like it's kind of reverted back to like old school advertising in a way where they've created an image of what they want the world to see, think that they are as a, which is how marketing, uh, at least how I learned when I was younger, you know, for businesses, you create the image. Um, so Instagram, yeah. insta- am I wrong with that? Am I? What
0: I think, I think you're spot on. I think, it's it's never always just one thing or the other. There's always there's always stories for every case, but we could we could really digress into a huge conversation on mental health and the fact where someone could be, let's say for example, you're an Instagram model, your boyfriend's an Instagram model. All you've done all week is fight. It's been miserable the entire time you're on vacation. You're in a beautiful Caribbean island that anyone would die to be. The entire time you're fighting, you're miserable, complaining. The flight went poorly. You put on some makeup. You guys take photos where you look like the happiest people on earth when behind the veil, you're only human and there's a high probability that your satisfaction level, your happiness, is actually way lower than someone who's getting zero attention at all. So it it definitely can be a cause of concern. To to provide one other example, um, is I heard this story. Ultimately, I don't know who it was, so I can't you know throw anyone under the bus or call them out. But I guess at the start of COVID, they showed up to you know a cleanup. Oh, it was not. Sorry. It was COVID, but it was after um, a BLM protest. They showed up after the protest to, quote unquote, help. I'm doing the finger thing. Help with the cleanup. Yeah. When I guess they just grabbed a hammer or two, took some photos then got back in their car and left. So they showed up to create an image that they were there. When truth is they... They weren't there at all they're just pretending to be um
2: posers. and, and to,
0: to add posers exactly and to add a little bit of light on a dark you know a dark concept at the end of the day if you're actually there actually helping and you genuinely care the people that know you are going to see that and recognize that. You might have less followers, you might manipulate less people, but the people that are actually paying attention to what you do are gonna see that you are a genuine person. And those people are way more important than the person that you're trying to fake your way to, to getting you know in the door with.
2: Yeah. All right, Ben, well, we've had some good stuff from you today. Uh, gosh, listen, everybody out there, look for Ben Albert and he's got some good stuff. Um, You just got some great actionable items, which is what Ben likes. He likes to get them, and he likes to give them. We talked about a few things. One of the things that you said that really hit me, uh, especially on social, when you're approaching people on LinkedIn, is not trying too hard to do too much. I think that pretty much covers everything, right? Not trying too hard to do too much. Ben talked about uh, how how do you meet people over social, and he's he's big time into LinkedIn, so uh, introduce yourself with confidence, make an observation. A compliment, call to action, let the person know how you, how you can help them. Above all, just be genuine and be a good person. All right, Ben. Hey, it's time for the questions. You ready? Yeah, I think so. All right, here we go.
1: It's time to answer the questions. I double dare you.
2: All right. Uh, we are going to do the questions now, and my associate and uh, full-time daughter, part-time co-host, Brenna, take it away. <laughs>
1: All right, we're going to start off light and easy here with this first question. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, your love for music. So I'm curious, uh, who who's your favorite musician or band or artist? Could be worldwide known, could be nationally known, could be regionally known. Um, whoever's at the top of your, your, your listening playlists.
0: As you know, as a musician, it's like the hardest question to answer <laughs> some of the time. Yes, <laughs> it's like
1: suddenly I don't know any musicians.
0: <laughs> well and it, it, it's almost like choose choose oh. a six-month period and the answer might change based yeah. on the yeah. current six-month period and you don't but and you don't
2: want to make anybody mad either
1: okay let me let me narrow in the question a little <laughs> a little farther are you gonna let who's him your, off the hook who's your favorite no just i understand i understand the pressure to answer the question <laughs> okay. who is your favorite artist today
0: oh today like today today, today like right, right now. now
1: right this second
0: right this second um I got to give it to the 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 dip.
1: All right, who's the, the dip?
0: Do they
2: open for the pickles?
0: Um no. <laughs> the the Pickle Mafia, yeah. yeah. Um the the dip and and again, you know, it changes every 6 months. The dip, they play like throwback like Motowny, sounding soul R&B music, oh. but they have like a modern style. It's that like that new soul style to it and the singer's got like a beautiful voice, like a Bruno Mars. It's all like classic, funky, throwback, vintage jams. And they really crush it. They wouldn't be my first choice long term. Um, but when it comes to like, let's say I'm at a get together, a party when things are opening back up. If you want to throw on a band that everybody at the party is going to like, guaranteed.
1: <laughs> the Dips,
0: one of those bands that that really crush it.
2: Wow! Awesome. Hey, who did we see on the Grammys? Who was the um, who was an R and B guy, wasn't he? Or funk? Silk Sonic. Was it Silk oh, Sonic? Oh,
1: no, the Black Pumas.
2: Hmm, I can't remember now. Oh, I think boy, he won. He, he won only an those award, really right? Two options. I okay, think. he I think he won an award. <laughs> Black Pumas. I think I like both of those. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm awesome. older, I like, think that Love was like answer, my time.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go look up that band later because that sounds right up my alley. Okay. Question number two. Uh, Is there somebody that people tell you you look like?
0: I don't think so. I'm thinking because, you know, it's really funny because I forget his name, but um, a friend of mine, her name is Jen Hamilton, and she messaged me on Facebook one day a couple years ago, and she said, Ben, what the heck are you doing with my grandparents? (laughs) And there was a photo of allegedly me... With her grandparents at a wedding. And this gentleman is not me. However, he looks exactly like a crossbreed between my brother and I. Literally, he's got my face. He's got my brother's hair. He's got a little bit more of my brother's body type. He has my face and he was wearing like a top hat. And with his beard type being exactly like mine in that photo, it actually looked like a carbon copy image that. I had never seen the photo before and saw it out of context. I might've even thought it was me. So other than this random guy that, um, I need to, you know, my father rest in peace. I, I got a couple questions for him. Yeah. You Um, need to have
2: a conversation with your mom.
0: I I brought it up to her and (laughs) she had no clue what I was talking about, but other than this random person, um, Huh. Got a mysterious I guess doppelganger. And you don't know who it is? Um, I I gotta go into my messages wow. because I can find it. I sent him I sent him a request on Facebook at That's one point, like stranger. two years ago. Yeah, he didn't accept my request. Like, are you my um, brother? Was <laughs> it <laughs> my <laughs> brother was pretty pissed off when I showed it to <sighs> him. He's like, That's not possible. Uh oh.
1: <laughs> Moving on to the last question. It's a bit of a deeper question. It's your last day on earth. In your very last journal entry or social media post of your life, what will you say you are most proud of?
0: Wow. Um, and I'm assuming it's just my last day of, it's just me. I'm the only one that's going.
1: That's up for interpretation.
0: (sighs) Okay. So, and it's a social media or journal post and it's what I'm most proud of. Um, I guess I would really just provide a list of things that I'm grateful for. You know, I'm proud of my family for how they raised me. I'm proud of all my friends and people I've met along the way that have all just been incredible people. And really, I just have gratitude and solace and just excitement to be alive. Right, every morning. Um, ultimately, uh, let me ask a question for you guys: if if you could have a million dollars tomorrow, but you wouldn't have the opportunity to live, so you'd have to give your life, but your family could have a million dollars. Would you give your life so your family has a million dollars? Or would you not take the money and do anything to live the next day?
2: Wait, we only get to live one more day? Or are we just so to get to I, keep living?
0: I might have asked that. Yeah, I might have asked <laughs> okay. that. Okay. You oh, have two I options or yeah. you have two options. Either you get to continue to live or you don't get to continue to live, but you get a million dollars.
1: Well, I'd let my family choose. I'd let Ooh. them debate it. And I'd say, you know what? It's in your hands now. So you choose. Let me know. Now that might just be because I'm a Libra and I have trouble making decisions, mm. but <laughs> I, feel that's like that's, I feel like that's the loophole. In this question. (laughs) So I'm going to go with
2: that. Kobayashi it right there. (laughs) For those Star Trek fans, they'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. You're too much, Brenna. Uh, All right. Well, my answer is um, I'm going to go with uh, forget the money. I'm going to keep living. Uh, And the reason is because I think I can provide more than a million dollars worth of value uh, in the short term even, not even the long term so I'm gonna stay alive I'm gonna stay involved uh I'm gonna keep um keep working and keep making things better that I you know within my uh, ability and within my little circle that's the plan uh and and uh you know what um probably gonna generate more than a million dollars anyways before I croak uh God willing in the creek don't rise as grandpa used to say-hmm
1: manifest it
2: that's my answer
1: write that check
2: right yeah.
0: And uh, I, I agree with both your answers. Yeah. I I would say I would take life over money any day. I think I have more than a million dollars uh, left in me, even in the short term, and, and I can give value. And the the whole reason I bring this thought experiment up is I'm just so I'm just so darn grateful to have another day that my parents birthed me out of the million of you know. Sperm cells, whatever yeah. that could have just the fact I exist is kind of wowing. Um So I guess, you know, I'd be writing in my diary. It's all about just the gratitude that I had this opportunity. And I'd want people to know that, you know, their life is worth millions of dollars. And I want other people to be grateful as well, simply for having this opportunity. You know, it's 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 an amazing world we live in with the good and the bad. Yeah, I, I do. I, I don't even know what to say. I, it's just, it's, it's a special place and we have a great opportunity at life.
2: That's a great, great way to look at life, Ben. Uh, appreciate you very much. Um, that's a great way to close off this episode. Um, where, how can people find you, Ben?
0: Sure. Um, we already said my Instagram is at real Ben Albert. Um, LinkedIn you can type in ben, ben Albert. I hope I come right up but ultimately you do by website. The way. Awesome, awesome. Um, website is B Albert marketing balbertmarketing.com um, podcasts, Rochester Groovecast um, pretty much how it sounds Rochester Groove cast. It's a music culture podcast and Rochester business connections. Again exactly how it sounds. It's a business connection networking hyper Western New York localized um, podcast, ultimately highlighting the region and the great business owners in it. So at Real Ben Albert, Rochester Groovecast, Rochester Business Connections, um, LinkedIn. I love having conversations. So just reach out and say hello.
2: Oh, thanks, Ben. We really appreciate having you here. You're the kind of person that we'd like to connect with. Wish you the absolute best moving forward. We're going to stay connected, right? We'll do something together somehow, uh, even if it's a trip to Rochester to see a band when uh, when the armory opens back up. See so yeah. a big show up there or something like that. That will be awesome. Yeah, let's go. You are the kind of guy that we like to connect with and look forward to spending more time with you in the future. And now it's time for our, our show outro. That concludes another episode of Going Boldly. I hope you were entertained and you discovered at least one nugget of wisdom or advice that you can put into action immediately. Or maybe you received some inspiration from today's episode. And I'm certain you know at least one person who needs this podcast. Please share it with them. You might be the important link that will change their life for the better. Subscribing means you will not miss an episode and it will make it easier for me to schedule guests because I can show them that the audience is growing. So. Please subscribe, it will benefit us all. Let me know how I can make this show even better. Leave a comment and send me a DM. I read everyone personally, and I do my best to respond to each and every one. As a thank you, I'll be awarding prizes. And to keep you on your toes, the winners will be randomly selected from names I find in the comments, shares, DMs, and from the list of subscribers. Prizes might be Going Boldly merch or products supplied by my guests. Or just something random and fun. But you have to comment, share, DM, or subscribe to be eligible to win. A special thanks to Brenna Swanger at Waverly Manor Studios for our great theme music. And finally, thanks for listening. Go boldly, keep at it, and wash your hands.